Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to Coach Soul. And it has been some great weather that I've been enjoying here in Oklahoma. Kenya, how's the weather there in Tennessee? It's been wonderful, yet today it's a little rainy, and I'm sure the plants are happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they're happy. We've had a lot of rain here as well, but today it's sunny, and boy, that Mm -hmm. harvest full moon was full. Incredible. And I can always tell when a full moon is happening how people drive. Right. And when I work for an inpatient hospital, I can tell when we're going to have an influx. And now that I'm private practice, I still have an influx by having 10 to 15 calls more than usual. Isn't that something? Wow. So I wonder if it has to do with something with, I know how the moon affects the water because mm-hmm. the body is made up what? 70% water. Mm-hmm. And so if the moon affects the water, it's amazing how it affects us. And then how we think, oh, what a great segue, Kenya. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Internal here's the thing. Dialogue. I love that you're bringing that up because nobody can deny the power of the moons, especially the full moon. And I know we're getting to internal dialogue here, but I, I, I feel like this is like the most practical example. My grandmother never had one day out in school, and yet she grew up farming. And any time that the moon would change, she knew this is the time to plant. This is the time to seed. This is the time to harvest. You don't seed in this moon. You seed in the other moon. Like she knew everything based on the moons and how uh, things hatch, literally, like parasites will hatch on, um, on full moon. Our energies will expand in such a way that we are more open for both frequencies, like the higher frequencies and the lower frequencies. So that's why the environment which you receive the full moon is incredibly Mm. important. The awareness of it, right? And the water in the body that you mentioned, um, of course, I mean, we're made of, 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 if you're in balance with your body, we're over 70% water. So of course things are stirring up and moving in a way that you're calling to put more attention into self and spirit, that alignment. And if you don't take the invitation, then you're going to be moody. You are going to be off track. You are going to be um, impatient. You're, Or if you are in alignment and awareness, you actually expand, you deepen your groundness. You become a better listener. So you can't really blame the full moon. I just, I just want to put it out there that this is no, not like, right. oh, it's because it's the, no. <laughs> How are you in your body? How are you? You know, it's, 
we we talk about the full moon as a joke sometimes, but sometimes it's true, but we can't blame everything on the full moon because we are responsible for ourselves and how we respond. And one of the things that I try to talk to my clients about is being aware, mm. knowing what your body is feeling, what the approach is. And so when I talk to them, I'm like, well, how do I, how do I know where I am in my thought process or how I'm feeling or where, where, and I say, you know, as if you heard the podcast before, Kenya says, stop before you process and go through that threshold with your husband or whomever. And that's the same where awareness. I said, how do you know you got to go to the bathroom? Well, there's pressure. Well, yeah. And you got to go. So your body is the same way when you, when you don't feel good, you know, you're going to be crabby mm -hmm. uh, and you can have the potentially of being snappy. And it, so when you think about your, how your body feels, sometimes it comes through your emotion of anxiety and things like that, but internal dialogue. When I think about internal dialogue, I, I want to start with like we did last time. We talked yes. about women in communication, but now I wanted to look at for us to be able to change it to internal dialogue. What is the internal con mm. content of how we think and feel about ourselves? And what do you think about? I mean, you're a female. I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't know the female brain. 100%. What is going on with internal dialogue with a female? Mm, such a huge question because I don't think we have one dialogue. Mm -hmm. We have like seven different voices at the same time. Right. You have a voice of an experience of the past, like a trigger warning. You have a voice of possibility of expansion. Oh, no, this should be good. But is it going to be good? You have your parents' voice. You have all those energies that really comes down to which voice are you choosing to act on it and turn it up or turn it down? The deleting of the voice doesn't exist. Okay, it doesn't exist. Okay. But you you until you go through deep healing so when you go through deep healing because the voices are wounds is is past warning is past versions of you saying be careful uh, oh there there you go again there you know and then you recreate by uh by fear alone just because you've seen that happen before and literally the frequency call it and more of that um the voice of possibility is the voice of doing something different, mm -hmm. answering different, being so different, creating your own self. Let's look at some example. Okay. Like some women have that um, self-doubt. Women may doubt their abilities or self-worth leading to a lack of confidence. That's an yeah. internal dialogue that I come across often. All the time. That they feel like I'm not good enough. And it sometimes is a trigger from a spouse or, or a partner or something like that that comes along and they feel like, okay, I'm beginning to doubt. Kind of walk through that process a little bit about where that might come from with self-doubt. 
Okay, self-doubt is a paradigm of society. Every single human, especially women, will feel that, am I good enough? How can I be good enough? Is this good enough? Almost like a perfectionism trait. Right. Out of wanting to get it right. And can I just please release you that there's no such thing as getting it right. This is life is a big experiment is an experience. And this is why looking at the eyes of a child where they're in curiosity and they're experimenting, it makes life so much more light. Mm -hmm. No question. It comes from childhood trauma. Don't touch this. Do this. Don't do that. Da da da. Stop it. So now you come up as a what adult, as a mother, as a wife, and you you don't want to be criticized, but you're criticizing yourself as you're being, as you're on the as you're on the being of a person. You're actually more on your doing, trying to get it right, than being in your enoughness. Right? I tell this to all the women I coach that I mentor. It's about the what if. What if you were perfect just the way you are? They go, impossible. I'm so imperfect. All my imperfections. And I'm reminded of my imperfections every day, every minute. And I say, Mm -hmm. I get it. Me too. But what if? What if it's all perfect? Because we're a always evolved being, Steve. And the call in here is not to get it right. But to experience kindness from within, that's where self-love comes in. Can you be worthy of you loving you as you are? And then you invite another person to to love yourself. That's a difficult at times, especially for those who It's a new paradigm. It it is. But but they have problems with uh, what I look at is most people who are in a faith-based or religion- uh, type thing yeah. often look at shame and guilt. Do you do you really want to get down the, the trap? Because I can go down the hill real fast. So I'm, I'm all about God. Say- I love God with all my heart. I'm all about God. People listen. I love God. God is the best. He's the creator of all things. I want nothing to do with religion. Truly. Right. Truly. And 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 that's a podcast that's coming up. Another I have time. a special guest that's going to come on that is going to talk about trauma and religion. Truly. And how here's, much we get trauma yeah. from So that. here's what it did for me in, in sure. 60 seconds. It got me to believe that I am always broken at all times, that there is no wholeness, that even God is outside of me. Like there is no God within, God in my DNA, God guiding me. It's always like sin, 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 sin. And complete anxiety of my being Mm -hmm. and you know what i do i don't feel that way at all i am passionate you see how my tone changed because i'm passionate about truth and that's not true because god is about the higher vibrations the higher frequencies what's love joy peace right fruits of the holy spirit hello it's not fear shame anger guilt and if your church, if your pastor is trying to shame you, guilt you, that's not from God. And I say that in the name of Jesus, it's wrong. It's control-based religion, and it's keeping you in a bubble of distress, anxiety, unhealthiness, 
and absolutely outside of love. Any and it love. plays deeply into that internal dialogue. Because 100%. even as you said, with a father and mother wound, you grow up into a religious home, so to speak. Uh-huh. And it plays into the internal dialogue that sometimes I'm not good enough. And, and it's okay because you can never be good enough. You see what I'm right. saying? I would hear that. It's but okay because the, you're a sinner. But the truth yeah. is this, right? Is that we are good enough when God is within us. And we have to be able to learn how to love ourselves, to be able to be receptive to another person's love. Mm -hmm. And that's an internal dialogue that, you know, people say, well, how do I do this? I have well, a can bad I give a quick it? Yeah. So, yeah, go so ahead. let me tell, I'll give you for free. Okay. Y'all pen and paper. Cheat sheet goes like this. You're going to get a notebook and I don't care how beautiful, fancy or how TJ Maxx it is for $5. I don't care. Get a journal that you're going to call it your evidence book. Hmm. Because you're human, my human and you're human. The suit that we're wearing right now, we like evidence. And because our parents said so many times, their voices becomes an evidence, if you will. And what I'm telling you for you to take control of enriching and recreating your life by gathering evidence of how beautiful you are, how perfect you are, how aligned you are, how grounded you are, how special you are, how loved you are. Every time that something reminds you that you write it down and it becomes you in the moment that you're in doubt, you go back, read your book of evidence. So when you think about that, I want to dive a little deeper. Mm -hmm. When you, so I have mentioned a couple times with my patients, they, they say, well, I'm very anxious or, you know, my, my speaking to my partner is not very healthy. And people who have anxiety have said, look, do a journal. Find something that you're thankful for and start focusing on what the thankfulness is about and not focus on what you don't have. And I've seen changes in my clients that do that. But 100%. when you say evidence-based, mm -hmm. how do you help women who have this internal dialogue about how they see themselves with you know, perfectionism or imposter syndrome, or they try to compare their self-doubt. How do you get them to find this evidence and write that down? How, how do you Well, help first of all, they need to that? want it. Do they mm -hmm. want it? Because what happened is this, beautiful women and men that is listening to you right now, you might say you want to, but is your comfort zone to be in anxiety? It's your comfort zone. It has been your, your home frequency for maybe years. So it is scary to release the perfectionism. It's scary to release the anger, the frustration. It's because you're used to it. Like literally your body's used to it. Okay, so, so let me tell you this. <clears throat> I like separating our body um, through just thinking about when you wash a new pair of jeans, Right? And now it will shrink. You put it on, it's going to be a little tight. That's how it feels when you try something new in your body. It feels a little tight. It feels a little uncomfortable. Mm. 
but do is that okay to live the life the way it is right now or would you really welcome change even if it would be a little uncomfortable because let me tell you right now it will be uncomfortable so after you say you know what yes because this is truly not working i'm on medication i'm unhealthy my relationships with my kids aren't no good my relationship with my husband my relationship with myself so yes so please take a vow on yourself and the evidence i'm talking about is not really outside is you know what today instead of going straight for the coffee i drink a cup of water evidence that i'm taking care of me you see i'm all about gratitude steve a gratitude yes. journal yes. is companion to the book of evidence. I'm talking about okay. a book of evidence that you are writing your story. Mm. This is how I am committed to becoming the best version of me now. So what do you think about a letter to your future self? I do or, that all the time. Right. All or you the time. write to your younger self. It's okay, recognition so of letter to, to my younger self would mm -hmm. be an exercise of cratering. Okay. We do that doing the exercises of mother wound in, in our um, mastermind. So explain and what that we a do, yeah, what we do is this. How about you going back as a wise woman, as a wise man? And go look at that version of you that was hurt, wounded, that was not parented in your vision, right? Knowing that your parents were doing your best, were releasing the parents, but this truly it's about honoring your inner child's pain and what she or him have been through. And you really honor and you say how much it hurt and you go there and you do the work in writing and you acknowledge that. And suddenly that writing is becoming the evidence that we're talking about. How you are not resisting your pain anymore. How you're not trying to avoid and say, no, I don't have it. It doesn't exist. Yes, it does. It hurts. If you touch, it feels like a bruise. Ouchie, ouchie. You get triggered all the time because of it. But when you acknowledge and you shed a light and then you create, you mother yourself back. Like, this is how I would want my mother to hug me and acknowledge me and see me. And you offer that to yourself. It truly releases energy like the full moon that we started the conversation. Because past, present, and future is happening all at the same time. And this is quantum talk. We can talk about that another time. But it is not just a make-believe. You truly are loving that version of yourself now and giving to her what she needs, what she needed. And she still does. That's why you're in pain. So when you think about, you know, a lot of people don't want to go and look at these wounds because they're so uh, hurtful, impactful. Yeah. Yeah. But those thoughts, all these these wounds also develop into the language that we use on ourselves and others. Yeah. And it's how we need to work and address being uncomfortable. 
and being able to explore new realms the, the way i look at it is it's uh it's having to walk on faith into a new direction i 100%. think in the movie indiana jones in the the in the search of the holy grail mm -hmm. and there's this big chasm that he's got to cross but there's nothing there but he remembers this saying and he repeats it over and finally gets it and takes this step and realizes he's not falling there is a bridge that was invisible that he finally saw. Now, I like that version because yes, he crosses over, right, to the other side, throws dirt down so he can see the bridge yeah. as he comes out of there if he needs to run and escape. I believe this is the same way with our mind, that if we can jump out or just walk in faith, so to speak. I wouldn't jump, but just walk yeah. in faith, right? And being able to take that baby step in a direction that I'm going to do something healthy. Yes, it's going to be different, but mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in healthiness, test it out. It's almost like getting acclimated to cold water. Yes. That freezing cold water, oh my gosh, it's so shocking. Uh, in college, uh, my buddy and I, we, we took a swimming class in college and we got up there and it's like February inside the gym was this nice size Olympic size pool. And the coach goes, we're not canceling cash, uh, class. The water heater has broken and the water is about 50 degrees. You're going to have to jump in. And we're like, no, coach. Yes, in order to pass this class, you're going to have to learn because what happens in real life? And you get into that situation. How are you going to get used to it? And he made the comment that if you swim, you'll get used to the cold. I think it took us about two or three laps around the pool to realize we got warm. Hmm. And the difference in the water, we got acclimated because our body heated up as we were exercising or swimming. That's right. So the same thing works with the mind. If we yes. allow ourselves to check in our internal dialogues. Now, how do you do that, Kenya, when you have this thought and you're in the moment, what do you do to put a filter into place with your internal dialogue? Hmm. Steve, I literally shift. I use the word shift. I use the word reset. I use the word I, I, I catch because by design, like in the morning, first thing in the morning, before I even get out of bed. And, and again, this is a highly trained version of me. I was not always like that, right? I would just get up and hurry, get up late and just get going. I, I did a ton of leadership training. I did a mm. ton of rewiring. Uh, I, I had all those certifications about mindset. And, and suddenly I, it landed on me that it was not about any of the certification tools. It was about the acceptance of my energy of the moment. Tell me what happened when you want to fight at energy. It gets bigger. Right. So if you want to fight the thought, there we go. Now you have another thought. And if you fight the thought, then it comes another thought. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It gets so you don't fight. I learned to become the letter O, the observer. That's it. Mm. How do I do it? 
I observe. And then when I observe and I don't make it wrong, I say, huh, do I want more of you or not? Almost as if the thought was a different person, a different version of me, because many times it is. It is a different version, because that thought didn't, didn't happen in that moment. It was a version of you that had pain. And now the thought comes to visit to avoid the same pain. It's out of your wound, not out of your wisdom. So I notice and I say, thank you for the reminder, but I'm making a different choice. You know, it's interesting how things play out in our mind. And in that internal dialogue, we try to envision um, how things might go or should go. And one of the things that I try to work with my clients on is expectation. 100%. What is our expectation? Where is the expectation being placed? And I try to change the word from expectation to the word acceptance, as long as you're not accepting unhealthiness that hurts the other or yourself. It's learning how to accept where you are in the moment. You know, we're out of time and we can continue on, which we are. We're going to continue internal dialogue and the next podcast is internal dialogue with men. And, uh, you know, Kenya will, will kind of talk to me about men's uh, <laughs> yes. thoughts because she's not a man. Mm -mm. And we'll kind of discuss uh, men's thoughts and where we are, which correlates to the conception of communication and how men and women yes. communicate and how our thought processes. And this is probably not going to stop here we want to continue on yes. with maybe one more with internal so, dialogue steve before you sure. close there is this thing coming to me and i really feel like it's for the audience here's a hack notice the thought and ask yourself is this truth is this truth mm -hmm. is this truth is it happening now or is it happening in the past so give the present, give this moment a chance to be a new thing versus repeating the past. Great way to end it and a great way to pick it back up. Until next time, thank you and God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe.